Are you or a loved one feeling anxious about your life and lifestyle amid COVID-19? Are you feeling depressed about the changes to your life quality caused by the pandemic or feeling lonely separated from loved ones? Hello, I'm Adele Gasquin, a social scientist and editor of Wild Sunshine magazine. COVID-19 has certainly been a curveball many of us didn't see coming. And now we're forced to deal with the fallout affecting our work, relationships and income. I've had my own struggles with mental illness living with PTSD for 25 years and being caregiver to a sister and husband both with their own serious conditions. I've been a caregiver for over 20 years and also work as a support group leader for psychiatric and oncology patients and abuse and neglected children for 15 years. I'm no stranger to anxiety, depression and loneliness and with my professional and personal experience in mental health, I am well aware of the challenges in maintaining a sense of well-being in crisis times like these. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about mental health, especially about anxiety, depression and loneliness. Life has cycles, good times will again follow the bad, yet we have a normalcy bias that trips us up. Unless you have experienced a major war or major illness, you would not think it possible to happen to you. When it does, you will be shocked and shaken and may dread the future, even giving in to despair. Anxiety can range from mild worry to panic attacks. One emotion lies beneath it all, fear. Fear can be good, for instance, if you walk in the park and see a snake nearby, fear will likely make you run away. That is healthy fear, it is meant to save your life. But fear can also be very destructive. When a person suffers from chronic stress, it is fear in overdrive. The bills are piling up, there's too much month left at the end of the money and hungry mouths to feed. Loss of income means you may lose your home and so it goes. These worries may plague you 24-7-365 if you let it and that amounts to chronic stress. When we detect a threat to our life, fear will kick in automatically, releasing the stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. Adrenaline will increase your strength and speed. Cortisol ensures that energy is available quickly to the large muscles needed to deal with the threat. Our blood pressure will increase and the heart will beat faster. We will take shorter and faster breaths to get oxygen to the muscles with all haste. This works well when we need to run away from that snake. Then, when we are safe, the body will return to a state of relaxation, withdrawing these stress hormones from our bloodstream. With a modern lifestyle, however, chronic stress often sets in and we stay trapped in that stress response, never truly relaxing. Cortisol will make you look like a rugby ball, as abdominal fat is packed close to the liver to have it handy to deal with those constant stresses. Adrenaline will keep the heart rate and blood pressure up, hardening the arteries and eventually leading to cardiovascular disease. If left unchecked, you will suffer burnout, adrenal fatigue and a host of illnesses will follow. A person with chronic stress may struggle with insomnia, suffer from chronic fatigue and have mood swings as they struggle to cope with the demands of daily life. It affects both work performance 
and family life negatively. Fear has a debilitating effect on people and for some reason it impairs reasoning, trapping the victim in the state of constant anxiety, fatigue and moodiness. The quickest way to break that awful cycle is to ask yourself, what are you afraid of? Then answer the question, what if? What if this happens? What if I lose my job? What if my spouse leaves me? What if we lose our home? What if we don't have enough money to buy food? Be honest with yourself and admit what you dread. Ask yourself what you could do to avert or deal with such a crisis. Thinking of solutions always brings hope and gets you through those tough times even when things work out differently from what you had planned. Problem solving and taking positive action must continue to be part of your solution. If the issue affects your family, get their agreement and cooperation for your proposed solution. It reassures vulnerable family members when they know there is a realistic and practical plan in place to deal with potential crisis and it certainly helps when everyone is on board to deal with it. The clinical definition of depression may vary from mine. But in essence, depression is the state of inaction following a loss of joy and hope. The emotion that lies beneath it is sadness. Sadness is a baseline, with pensiveness being mild sadness and grief being exacerbated sadness. All of these keep a person in a state of rumination, which I like to call chewing the cud. You dwell on why you feel so sad and miserable and it keeps you stuck in a rut feeling sad and miserable. This can go on for years. Been there, done that. Sadness not only slows down your metabolism, but also reduces your mental acuity. You can't think straight. Thus, a depressed person procrastinates by dwelling on the reason or reasons for their sadness, yet doing nothing to change it. They can't really because they're stuck in that slowed down state. Staying trapped in that cycle can make people feel misunderstood, rejected, criticized and unloved. I'm not suggesting you should have a pity party, but be aware that breaking this cycle can be difficult for the person trapped in it, even if it's as clear as day to others about how to change it all. The cure for depression does not lie in popping prescription pills nor in escapist behaviors like sex, gaming, shopping, or substance abuse, whether it's cigarettes, liquor, or drugs. The cure is simply gratitude. Instead of being sad about what you've lost, or miserable about what you should have had, just be grateful for the blessings that you still do have. Find pleasure in the little things, being able to smile, hug a loved one, walk in the garden, or play with your dog. When we couple what we are grateful for daily with action, working towards what we hope for, it goes a long way to keep depression at bay. Keep your dreams alive and keep striving for it. Resolve to never quit even when the going gets tough. Keep being grateful and say thank you and I love you to the people in your life every day.
A few years ago, I lost the bulk of my income and as a result, I lost my home. To have one's home auctioned off for peanuts and getting evicted is a terrible thing. As this was all going down, I was worried for my family's well-being and I was plagued with thoughts of suicide. Until one day, I simply shook it off. I decided I owned the house that didn't own me. I decided people's opinions, especially the gossip mongers, does not matter unless I allow it to. I decided that if I lost it all, I will start over. The court case lasted five miserable years and I did lose my home. It's not what I would have wanted, I'd rather have kept my home. But in starting over, I was able to start a new and exciting career in multimedia. And I've gone from writing books to writing and producing films. All because I answered my what if. If I lose my home, I will start over unbound by the past. I'm still in that process of rebuilding and I'd really love to live in my own home again. But I made up my mind that I won't quit, not on God, not on my family and not on my dreams. I will succeed even if it's taking a bit longer to achieve. So give yourself that pep talk. You need to root for yourself even if no one else seems to. I'm not going to lie to you. Life gets tough. But the experience that comes with age counts for something. You will get through the hard times and the good times will come again. It is the cycle of life. Loneliness is a form of sadness that occurs when we either lack relationships or we are unhappy with the quality of our relationships. But typical to sadness, loneliness can make you wallow, listening to sad songs because, oh gee, you're so lonely. Rather than building new relationships, the lonely can become a loner, remembering happier days gone by or fantasizing about their dream lover. I'm not mocking anybody here, I'm just saying I know because I've been there too. None of the wallowing and isolation changes a thing. It is okay to grieve. If we lost a loved one, it is necessary as part of adjusting to life if someone you love died or you broke up with an intimate partner. But if you are lonely, you can change that by cultivating new relationships. If you are lonely in your marriage, then you need to reconnect with your partner, spend time together, respond to them in their love language, forgive them, and cultivate sexual and emotional intimacy again. I wrote a bit more about this in the May edition of Wild Sunshine magazine that is still available on magster.com if you are interested to read more about this. Sadly, I've heard of a few people who committed suicide or tried to over the past three months, even close relatives. The stress of COVID-19 added to people already living with chronic stress is like the last straw that breaks the camel's back. People who feel overwhelmed don't see light at the end of the tunnel. They have lost hope, but rest assured, as certain as day follows night, this too shall pass. I know that not everyone has a Christian worldview, but having experience in deliverance ministry, 
I know that there are strong demonic forces at work against humanity. There are demonic spirits that enforce fear and mind-binding spirits that keep it in place. There are spirits of heaviness that suppresses one's mood, causing depression by holding in place feelings of sadness, grief, loneliness and even despair. There are also demons that isolates a person so that you feel cut off from loved ones and even from God. You can be delivered from these evil forces by simply commanding them to go and putting on the full spiritual armor of God, which includes beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, and garments of praise, as the book of Isaiah tells us. Sing God's praise and watch the grief fall away from you. If you want more information on this, please go and read my book titled The Real Full Armor of God, which is available in the Amazon store. In today's episode, I wanted you to get that light bulb moment, the moment when you understand human nature and yourself a little better. I'm hopeful that you will recognize the powerful negative emotions that lie behind our mental processes and dictates behavior patterns. Understanding this is a first step to break these negative patterns. I hope that you will choose to face your fears and not let them overwhelm you. To actively build on your future and your relationships with hope and not give in to despair. I truly wish you a happy future. This episode was researched, written and narrated by Professor Adele Gascoigne, editor of Wild Sunshine magazine, South African peacewoman, social scientist and prophetess of God with the gift of healing. Adele has a PhD in behavioral sciences and diplomas in personal nutrition and renal therapy. Wild Sunshine Media gratefully acknowledges financial support of South African Government's Department of Sport, Arts and Culture to bring you this COVID-19 podcast episode. Wild Sunshine Media is a multimedia company covering traditional publishing, new media and film production. Wild Sunshine Magazine is a monthly lifestyle magazine available on Mangster, our international newsstand of choice. Wild Sunshine Magazine has many great articles on lifestyle including marriage, parenting and health that will help you cope with COVID-19. Get your copy at magster.com today. <music>